Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Scott Ackerman here, and you are about to hear a very special live episode of Comedy Bang Bang, recorded last month at the Paramount Theater in Austin, Texas. This is one of the 23 shows that we did in August on our 13th anniversary Oh No Tour, and we wanted to give you a little taste of what uh, the tour was like, because if you are into this Every single one of our 23 live episodes, as well as every other live episode, are available at ComedyBangBangWorld.com or CBBWorld.com. So you can hear the entire tour, all 23 episodes. You can sign up for a month in our Maximus plan, listen to them all, and then dip out. I don't care. It would hurt my feelings really greatly and i would be very very upset but i don't care i don't care but anyway enjoy this is a a great episode i think you're gonna enjoy it this is live from the paramount theater in austin texas Austin, Texas! What a welcome, my gosh. Although, wasn't someone saying boo the entire time? Why is it I only hear that? Austin, Texas, so great to be here in the Paramount Theater. Love it. Love it here. Hear a little feedback. Anyone hearing that? It's a little, just a little hum. <laughs> oh no, it's just some guy going, hee! Still hearing it. <laughs> um, guys, so wonderful to be here in one of my favorite towns in the United States of A, Austin, Texas. I believe approximately 12 or 13 years or so ago, I started the comedy at South by Southwest here. So this is, 
It's wonderful to be back. I love this theater. I've seen so many great movies here. Um, and the one with the train going towards the audience <laughs> scared the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> right here. <laughs> Interesting. Um, oh, I forgot. Hey, 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 I forgot to do this last night. Here we go. Let's get a catchphrase going. Open that app. Open that app. Jupiter, Neptune, and Saturn, they give me no glee. Uranus is the only true gas giant for me. Welcome to Comedy Bang Bang. See someone shaking their head right there. <laughs> Does not approve. Uh, thank you to Call Waiting for Godot for that wonderful catchphrase submission. Catchphrase superstar. We have an exciting show for you tonight. Uh, let me ask by round of applause, let's do it tonight. Who here has no idea what the fuck this is or why they're here? Enjoy your evening. Because <laughs> that catchphrase, that's pretty much it. Um, Comedy Bang Bang is, um, you know, the last time we toured, it was, we were sort of calling it the show where we talk to interesting people. We're not doing that anymore. Um, interesting people will come out here, we will talk to them. But I found it reductive. I think, uh, uh, we were calling it America's Podcast, and then I realized, you know, we're going to Canada and, and, and other places, so that was reductive. So I think uh, uh, Humanities Podcast is what it became. Uh, now we're changing it to Humanities Podcast and the Animal Kingdoms Podcast. So... In any case, what you're going to see here is uh, I'm a host. It's sort of like a talk show. Uh, I'm a host. We're going to bring some guests out here. We're going to talk to them, uh, and we're going to have interesting conversations. And we have some great guests tonight. Uh, coming up a little bit later, we have a musician. Very exciting. We have an actor. Okay. Uh, and I believe we have, uh, well, I don't want to spoil who uh, our first guest will be. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, before we get to that... Are you guys ready for the most exciting two minutes of your entire fucking lives? Because it's time for what I call the balcony report. No, 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 no. I hear you up in the balconies getting very excited. This is not your time to shine. I'm not here to say hello to you. I'm not here to give you a wave or shout you out at all. The Balcony Report is merely an opportunity for me to relay to the audience how many balconies are in this venue. Oh, I know. 
hold on to your butts and glasses. <laughs> because I am pleased to report that the Paramount Theater in Austin, Texas has two balconies! What a high I'm coming down from that. Oh my God. Woo! Wow, I'm still hearing it, by the way. Maybe it never goes away. Please, please don't torment me. Well, we have a great show for you tonight. Uh, are you guys ready to get this started? Because I'm ready. Yeah. I'm gonna rearrange the microphones here. Okay. Good. Let's get to our first guest. He's in the aviation industry. He is a pilot who Famously landed a plane somewhere where it shouldn't have been. Please welcome Chelsea Sully Sullenberger. Chesley. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Chesley is yes, what I meant Chesley. to say. What did you say earlier? Chelsea? Chelsea. I think I said Chelsea. That's all right. But it you happened. must be used to that. It's an unusual name, and of course, people have uh, given uh, many different variations on it, the most popular being Chelsea. <laughs> what other variations are there? What are the unpopular ones? One time I got Chingle. <laughs> what? In what situation did that happen? Was it getting coffee or? Yes, I was getting, uh, I was getting coffee at the airport and um, I gave my name at the counter, of course, Chesley. And uh, I stood there for quite a long time, almost missed a flight waiting to hear my name called. And then somebody screamed, where the hell is Chingle? And the gentleman behind the counter looked at me and said, Chingle, come on, man. You're ruining my day. <laughs> ruining his day? He said I was ruining his day. Wow. They, you know, you talk about walking through the airport and, and, you know, almost missing your flights. You must be a celebrity in the airports. You must be walking around giving, like, Did you hear my jingle story? <laughs> so this was post... This is post the... Uh, this was the, post the Miracle on the Hudson. Miracle on the Hudson. Which I do not call a miracle. Uh, it was uh, training and uh, competency that landed that plane that day and saved all the souls inside. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How many souls were inside? You know, I honestly can't remember. It was a full flight. So a lot of middle seats? A lot of middle seats. <laughs> I always feel bad for them. You know, we have a little camera where we can see people get on the plane. You do? Yes. Like a candid cam or like a ring sort cam? Of, yeah, like a ring cam, yeah. <laughs> we watch the middle seat people and how unhappy they are. And my heart goes out to them, of course. 
I have the best seat on the plane, I like to say. Yeah. Or I did like to say, I'm, I'm no longer an active uh, airline pilot. Of course, I've retired. I did not know that. Yes. Why? I, well, when they were going to make the movie Sully starring Tom Hanks, I thought I had a pretty good shot at the role, so I immediately retired. <laughs> they did let me audition. And you can imagine how humiliating it was that I did not meet the criteria to portray myself on screen. I have to ask, uh, should I call you Chesley or, or Sully is what Everyone you calls me Sully. Everyone That's calls funny. you Sully. Uh, which... Except for my mother. <laughs> what, what does she call you? Chingle. <laughs> hmm. That's a tough pill to swallow. It is. I mean, my mother was a gentle soul. Uh, I miss her dearly. I'm assuming she's dead. And, um, and uh, you know, to hear a, a baristo yelling, chingle, you're ruining everything. Um, you know, that really, that coming to the quick. What, I have to ask Sully, what did you do for your audition? I prepared two monologues, a comedic and a dramatic. Did you do 16 bars of a, of a song? Yes, I did. I sang, uh, Oh, What a Beautiful Morning. <laughs> just in case, just in case that, you know, maybe yeah. it was a musical. They stopped me singing immediately. Um, I opened with that and um, they said, that's not necessary. Um, and then I did a monologue from Danny in the Deep Blue Sea. And uh, for my comedic... Um, I did, um, what did I do? I think it was most of an episode of uh, New Heart. It's a long monologue. Yeah, I played all the characters. I mean, it wasn't the entire episode. Was it the, the beginning half or the, the back half? It was the beginning half. I uh, hummed the theme song as well. I described the various things we were seeing as the theme song played. What were they? I don't remember. How did that go? Well, there's, of course, it, it took place at an inn in Vermont, and you would see, uh, you know, the inn, you'd see beautiful um, uh, footage of Vermont B-roll, they call it. I learned that uh, uh, as I was struggling for the term, uh, someone <laughs> mercifully uh, told me, it's called B-roll. And, uh, and then you see the stars of the show, um, Bob Newhart and uh, Mary Fran. <laughs> Peter Scolari. Well, he was later, originally it was Stephen Campman, um, but I decided to go with, he only lasted uh, one season, I, I believe, so I decided to go with the more recognizable names, uh, Peter Scolari, Julia Duffy, Tom Poston. Well, they, they were the ones in the main credits. What about... Uh... William Sanderson, I don't believe he was in the main credits. He was a frequent guest star, but he was not a series regular. Nor were his brothers Daryl and his other brother Daryl. That was my question, obviously. Obviously. So, how did you read you hadn't gotten the part? Or, or, uh, I was told immediately. Immediately. Yes. And I said, can I still do my Danny and the Z Blue Sea? And the answer was? No. Oh. But my parking was validated, and uh, I was given a, f a free bottle of water. <laughs> so all in all, not a bad day. It's interesting. When you park 
on the land, you need to get validated. But when you park on the sea, you're a hero. I understand what you're trying to do. I appreciate that. But we call it landing, not parking. But why didn't you call it seeing? Because you, when you're landing, you're on the land. Because we call it a water landing, and it's very unlikely. Not on that day. On that day, it was 100% certain. <laughs> but you understand that when you take a flight, usually they'll say, in the unlikely event of a water landing, we don't call it a seeing. You know what I like is when you're watching the safety video. Mm -hmm. Which I hope you do intently. Oh, of course. Even if you're an experienced flyer. And, and the, uh, the masks are, are falling down from the little compartment above you. They're dropping. They're not They're falling dropping. down. Well, <laughs> it's on purpose. Gravity takes us all. Too true, Scott. <laughs> so they're dropping down. And I assume this would be a very tense situation in the plane. It is. But in every safety video, everyone has to act like it's the most natural, fun thing to yes. ever happen. <laughs> That's to put everyone at ease. What's funny is the, the most tense thing that can happen during any flight is not for the, uh, the masks, the oxygen masks to drop down. Um, and a lot of people don't realize this, the most tense moment of any flight is when the instruction on the seatbelts is given and the phrase low and tight across your lap is uttered. <laughs> it is unconsciously sexual and everyone feels it. And there is a moment there where we decide whether or not we're going to continue with society or whether we will engage in a Caligula-like orgy on the plane. In all my experience, people have erred on the side of good. Never happened then, the Caligula style. I've heard tell of it happening, but that might just be flight school <laughs> hijinks. So wow, you gave it all up. And then Tom Hanks, I mean, Look, he's a great actor. He's won the Academy Award twice. A terrific actor, two-time Academy Award winner, as you say. Um, <laughs> has he been ever nominated again, or were people like, what the hell were we doing? I don't know. Yeah. Why would they be... You just conceded that he is a very good actor. <laughs> I don't know why the Academy would suddenly say, what the hell were we doing? Don't you agree, though? I think it should be one and done when it comes to those I agree. things. I agree. Yeah. Yes, Give some other people chances because, right. you know what I mean? If, if, look, if everyone knew that Tom Hanks would never win another award, he would never get cast in anything, and maybe you could have been cast in that part. That's right. That's also why I've never landed another plane on the Hudson. Give somebody else a try. <laughs> that day. Let's talk about that, that day. That fateful day. That fateful day with all those souls on that plane. Hey, thanks for bringing it up. I, I never really get to talk about it. I'm surprised more people haven't been interested. Really? So you go over to parties? I go over to parties constantly. <laughs> How many parties a guy like you go to? I go to four parties a week. <laughs> Always? I get invited to seven. 
Yes. <laughs> Who's having these Monday parties? <laughs> Some uh, very carefree people that I know. Mm. Uh, they have a standing Monday party. Uh, rotating guest list. Uh, I am the only person who's been invited to every single Monday, and uh, I go to every other one. <laughs> so you go to parties and people are just like, hey, Sully, and this never comes up with anyone. I think it's like, uh, you know, being a very beautiful woman where you assume you don't have a shot, and uh, people will think, oh, he doesn't want to talk about that, and they're right, I don't. Oh, you don't want to talk about it? <laughs> Well, I was just, I was watching that movie uh, when it came out. I thought it was so interesting because the, the actual event only took place over the course of 17 minutes or so. Yes. And, but it's a two-hour movie. That's right. And obviously, the first hour was boarding and pre-boarding. Yes. <laughs> Calling the various groups. Yep. Some people, they have too many things. They have to check one. There was all the confusion of, you know, the, uh, wait, I'm B-58... Oh, wait, no, I'm standing in A58. That's Southwest Airlines. Oh, this wasn't Southwest? This was United Airlines. This was United? Yes. We don't have that system. I beg your apologies. Granted. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but, but how did they fill up the rest of the film? I'm not really remembering. Was, it, was there like a trial afterwards of like, hey, Sully, why did you do that? There was a trial. Uh... <laughs> People thought I was hot-dogging. Um, some people thought I was trying to impress a girl. Um, was there a girl out there on the Hudson who... There, there was not. I mean, obviously, uh, when you're a pilot, you do hear a lot of tales of uh, sirens who will uh, lure planes to the, to the sea. Uh, it's really any craft... <laughs> any, any large craft can be distracted by sirens. Um... And you would think being high up in the sky, you wouldn't even hear the siren song, but it is supernatural in nature, so of course, uh, it's a danger to all pilots, and co-pilots for that matter. Not navigators, interestingly enough, nor, nor the rest of the flight crew. So you're saying that's not what happened? That is not what happened. But there was a, uh, you know, there's a moment during the trial, trial scene where uh, the character of Sully, not played by me, um, the judge, the, the aviation judge says, Mr. Sullivan, and he's, Mr. Sullivan, and I, I, you know, the character corrects him, Sullenberger. Um, <laughs> Mr. Sullenberger, what exactly did you think you were doing up there? It's a very, um, I wish I could do voices, but uh, you have to trust me that he sounded very angry. Right, yeah. Could you, do you want to give it a try? Yeah, I'll try it, yeah. Mr. Sullivan. Sullenberger. Mr. Sullenberger, what did you think you were doing up there? That's very good. Thank you so much. And then the character of Sully closes his eyes, and he imagines all sorts of scenarios uh, that take place in the, in the blink of an eye. Like a Last Temptation of Christ kind of thing? Or? It's precisely right, yes. In Does one he... of them, he is doing loop-to-loops just for fun. In one of them, he clambers onto the outside of the plane, converts it into a submarine. <laughs> In one of them, he drops a tab of uh, LSD and uh, just freaks out. Um, 
a siren scenario was uh, was uh, depicted, and uh, in one he does have sex with Mary Magdalene in the cockpit. <laughs> Cuts to her pregnant in another place. I thought that was a questionable choice. I don't know why. Uh, are they implying the train, the plane traveled through time? I, I don't. I didn't understand that. Right. Weird movie. It's a very weird movie. <laughs> Dads love it. <laughs> yeah. You go over for Father's Day, it's a a sure bet someone's going to say, hey, let's turn on Sully. Thanksgiving. I mean, Tom Hanks really is uh, doing a service to the dads of America. (laughs) Bridge of Spies, Sully. I mean, he's really churning them out. Making movies for topics they care about. That's right. He loves World War II and space. (laughs) Wait a minute. This is a good idea. World War II in space. Scott, how would that happen? I mean, you'd have to have World War I in space first. Why? <laughs> Do you think in World War II they retraced their steps from World War I? <laughs> Fought in all the exact same places. Wouldn't that be cool, though, if, like, Nazis had, like, spaceships? Would that be cool? Very curious phrase. Wouldn't it be cool if Nazis had spaceships? Has this show changed since the last time I was here? As a boy, are you feeling a bunch of pride lately? (laughs) A bunch of I just think it would be cool if, like, you know, we don't really know where Hitler went to. We do. He went into the ground. <laughs> be funny if he, like, came back, like, the big rocket ship it would just be funny. blasting away people. This, Scott, I'm concerned for you. It would be funny if Hitler came back on a rocket ship blasting away at people. I, I beg of you to reconsider the thoughts that you're having. Think of the words that you're saying. It's an interesting visual. Do you you understand the words that are coming out of your mouth? (laughs) You have such an interesting, even-tempered voice. Thank you. You mentioned you sang, Oh, What a Beautiful Morning. Yes. Do do you, I mean, can you sing, really? Uh, I can carry a tune, I suppose. I wouldn't call myself uh, a Luciano Pavarotti. (laughs) Here, let me give you a song. Sure. Safe Light Repair. <laughs> Safe Light Replace. All right. <clears throat> Safe Light Repair. Safe Light Replace. Pretty good. I mean, I've seen that commercial a thousand times. <laughs> That's a real earworm for me. <laughs> so... Here in Austin? Yeah. Yes. Scott, I'm glad you prompted me to ask you to ask me. I'm getting into the restaurant business. The devil, you say? It's true. Restaurateur. Hopefully. We'll see. Chesley Sully Sullenberger. Yes, chef. Yes, 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 chess. Yes, chess. No. No, Scott. 
What kind of restaurant would a, uh, uh, obviously would be aviation themed, I hope. Yes, the, the restaurant itself would be shaped like a jumbo jet. <laughs> you get on there and, uh, you know, someone greets you. They're wearing a, uh, an aviation uniform and they say, uh, show me your ticket. Well, that, until the cat part, I was like... <laughs> you were like what? <laughs> Just didn't know how that was going to go. It's a very brief window of time in which you could have that thought. It's almost like something out of the movie Sully. Yes. Chef. And... <laughs> So you mime showing them a ticket. Oh, you have to mime it. You don't get a ticket when you come in. No, that just seemed wasteful. Um, It's a restaurant. Do people's mime skills have to be, like, at a certain level? Uh, Rudimentary, I would suppose. Okay. (laughs) Basic. (laughs) Like, but you can't just, like, go like this. You have to be using your th- uh, your thumb and you have to pretend you're holding something. Yes. Right. Yeah. So so basic the, you, you, mime the, skill. The, the gesture that you indicated is very hard to describe. It's just holding <laughs> your splayed hand out and right. waving it in a circle. Yeah, that's not miming. That's what I'm saying. Yes. You won't just take so you, anyone. I guess you have to. Your your skill your mime skill level depends on. Do you know what miming is? <laughs> If someone were to do this, you would turn them away. With extreme prejudice. <laughs> okay. So they, they come in. They've shown this person the ticket. Yes. Then someone dressed as a, uh, uh, a, a, a what, what do they call them these days? It was a stewardess when I first started working as a pilot. Uh, and then I became flight attendant. Yes, yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. So the flight attendant will uh, show them to their table, which of course is... Um, two airline seats on the plane, side by side, and uh, the flight attendant will flip the trays down for them. Because from the chairs in front of them? Or yes, are there exactly. Cha- there are chairs yes, from the chairs in front of them. Um, we, we thought about doing first-class seats, but we thought that's going to take up too much room and uh, unnecessarily divide the diners, so uh, they're all coach seats. How many uh, seats does the restaurant... Uh, have well, it's it. a jumbo, so it has uh, two tiers. Really? Uh, yes, and we can fit. Uh, I almost said comfortably, um, but we could fit. <laughs> we could fit 250 people. Wow! Yes, that's a big restaurant. It's a big restaurant. Well, I mean, there are restaurants that size, aren't there? That can fit 250 people. Well, if you look at a four top, that's four people, right? Correct. It's like 60 tables. 60 times four is 240. Yeah. 62 tables and a half. A one top? <laughs> a two top. Two top. Um, I guess there are restaurants that big. I mean, in, in your, you know, plaza hotels right. and the like. Yes. Um, so uh, you're expecting a lot of business. Well, yes, because when they hear, they can always get a reservation. Uh, walk-ins are welcome, uh, naturally. Um, you still have to mind the ticket, though. Right. Um, and then uh, the, the cuisine served will be, of course, airline food. Which, to, for my money, is the best cuisine in the world. <laughs> do you guys get airline... I know you're not a pilot anymore, but when you were... I do you... have it delivered, though. <laughs> From the... Does the airplane land in front of your house? It's, um... 
it's Uber Eats Sky. <laughs> and uh, a little gyrocopter will, uh, a guy in a gyrocopter will bring you food from the airplane. <laughs> Gyrocopters are cute, aren't they? They're adorable. They're the most precious uh, uh, of the air, <laughs> air, air-worthy vehicles. They're so fun. They're like two big bug eyes. Yes. And like a big bug tail. I mean, they look like a bug. They look like bugs. Yeah. And of course, they couldn't be more lethal. Uh, if, you, if you fly in one for long enough, you are certain to die. <laughs> where, where do people they're the talk mo- about? They're the motorcycles of the sky. But they're so cute. Motorcycles are not cute like the gyros. No, motorcycles are threatening, uh, as are most land conveyances. Uh, as you know, I don't care for them. Uh, cars, buses, trucks, jeeps. You know, we talked to your brother on the show a while back. I don't have a brother. Maybe he was from an alternate dimension. (laughs) Bergie? Another dimension? Another dimension? Another dimension. Another dimension. (laughs) Never mind. So, uh, airline food... uh... And served in airline portions. (laughs) And, of course, the, the flight attendant, when the people are settled in their seat, um, the flight attendant will ask them, uh, have you dined with us before? Uh, we do things a little differently here. <laughs> you order off the menu and we bring you that thing. <laughs> right. Every other place is doing tapas these days. Yes. Small plates. Small plates. I get it. Great for sharing. Great for sharing. I'd recommend Bad you for the bill. eat five of these and four of these. Yeah. And they all cost the exact same thing as, like, when you go into a regular place. The thing about tapas that really bothers me is it forces you to uh, be in the position of a, a weak and uh, helpless child asking, will this be enough? Will this be enough? And then the, the server is forced in a position of mommy saying, if you're hungry, we can give you more. It's very infantilizing and... Uh, you're not going to get that at my restaurant. Are there, are there seats near the exits? There are seats near the exits, yes, always. Do you need a verbal yes? That Yes, we go through that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the question is a little different. Uh, the flight attendant will ask, uh, if you sit in the seat, do you agree to have a great time tonight? Does anyone ever say no? They do, but then uh, the server says, come on, just play along. So, can I ask, what is this place called? Sully's Crash Pad. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know what you're thinking. (laughs) You know what I'm thinking? I debated using the word crash. (laughs) Because that's... Not a word that I associate with Sully Sullenberger. No, and it's certainly not a, a word you want to associate with any pilot. Uh, but any landing that you can walk away from is a good landing. And um, the plane is permanently grounded. It's not a real plane anyway. So uh, oh, I it's, it's not. It's, it's constructed to look like a plane and also has a, a jet engine. <laughs> <laughs> and could be, it could take off at any moment. <laughs> So it, it is airworthy. It is airworthy, and there will be a flight crew in the cockpit of the restaurant. <laughs> and if I give them the signal, they will begin taxiing and then take off. I, I, my dream is to have the, the restaurant situated 
on a very long strip of highway <laughs> so that if they need to, they can take off. <laughs> why, would they, why would they need to take off? Scott, there are some things I, I, I'm not sure that I'm privy to tell you. Did that sound right, that sentence? No. I'm not privy to tell you. No, you're not I'm, allowed to. I'm not at liberty, at liberty. to divulge. That's what, we're, that's what we're... Liberty, such a great word. Agreed. <laughs> you, do you know that song that has it in the... Liberty, liberty, liberty. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I've seen that commercial a million times. Can't get it out of my head. Liberty, liberty, liberty. <laughs> <laughs> what about... What about the guy going, Liberty Biberty? <laughs> I forgot about him. <laughs> you know who I like is that emu from the uh, Liberty Mutual commercial. Although that, uh, that other emu is uh, 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 trying to steal his thunder, the one that's always fucking with the camera. And... Emmanuel. <laughs> yep. But you know, I read recently uh, there's another emu that, uh, that saved someone's life. This is a, someone's Instagram story. I don't recall all the details, and I, I rather wish I hadn't brought it up. I can do some further research on that uh, after my segment has concluded so I can update you all on this heroic flightless bird. Obviously, flightless birds are my favorite because they will not interfere with the jet engines. Is it only because, obviously, famously, the one that got into your... Infamously. Infamously, I beg your pardon, was the, the goose. The goose. The goose was loose. The goose was loose end into uh, many, many pieces. Um, the, the goose's structural integrity had uh, completely broken down, courtesy of a jet engine, which it should have known better than to fly into. Um, Unless, of course, it had a thirst for human death. <laughs> but that goose was thwarted that day. Is it any small consolation that at least the goose is dead? Of course it is. <laughs> but only the smallest of consolations because so many geese yet roam the earth. <laughs> but with my restaurant, I aim to take that number down by a few. We are going to be the first exclusive goose restaurant. <laughs> We will serve nothing but goose dishes. Goose every which way you can imagine. And whose responsibility is it to catch these geese? That's not something you can just go to the market and buy. Well, actually, you can go to the market and buy a goose, but uh, that's not enough for me. Um, and I do have uh, a cadre of uh, specialists. <laughs> this is their one mission, and it's also their one joy in life is to destroy geese, <laughs> to bring them down and to uh, bring them to me so that I may cook them and serve them at my restaurant. Are they killing the geese before they get to you or are they bringing them alive? Are you uh, like dead or alive, whatever? Uh, dead or alive, yes. Uh, if they do bring a live goose, I will kill it. <laughs> um, we will go into the octagon. It'll just be me and the goose. I'll... I'll I will strip to the waist. The goose has a fair chance. But I, what I like to say is uh, we're fighting on my terms now. Couldn't the goose just fly away or... Not in the octagon, no. Mm. 
There's a roof on it. <laughs> you have a roof on your octagon? Of course. For, for just such an occasion. It's nice. It's a pretty nice octagon. <laughs> Where'd you get it? Can I, do you mind me asking? Uh, you know, it was a prefab. It's one of those kits. Mm, yeah. But the roof was my idea. <laughs> have you ever had goose chili? I, I, I can't say that I have. Come to Sully's Crash Pad. <laughs> have you ever had a PB&G? Wow, what a menu. <laughs> Basically, it's any food you can think of, but with goose. Yeah. Well, this is exciting. Uh, and when, when's the opening? Uh, the opening, hopefully, will be next month. I just need investors. <laughs> <laughs> I, it seems a little like the timetable is a little too compressed. I don't think so, because once I get the investors, which should be the easiest part, then I will build the plane. <laughs> Hire the staff. Um, you know, uh, round up all the geese. Um, you, have you hired the staff of the, the goose killers? Oh, yes. That team is still working. Oh, yes. Yeah. Are they on your dime at this point? Yes, they are, and happily so. <laughs> it is my great pleasure to know that there are geese being slaughtered. <laughs> this time it's personal. It never wasn't, Scott. <laughs> well, good luck to you, Sully. I mean, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know that I can invest. Uh, maybe someone in this crowd is willing to invest. I mean, yeah. It sounds like four people are willing to invest. Yeah. How I'm well on my way. How much money do you need for this functional airplane? A half a billion dollars. <laughs> Sully Sullenberger, everyone. Sully Sullenberger. I'll go over here. Stay right where you are, Sully. I will. <laughs> this podcast, Comedy Bang Bang, is brought to you by Squarespace, oh, our old friends, and Spring. Man, it truly has sprung. No one can argue that. And uh, what do we know about Spring? Spring is a time of fresh starts. That's right. Uh, you thought January was good for starting fresh? Uh, spring's gotcha beat. Spring's about rebirth, and that could mean starting a new venture or switching things up on your website. Well, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device, integrated, optimized, optimized, <laughs> SEO tools, allow your site to show up more often and grow the way you want. Plus make checkout easy for customers with easy to use payment tools, accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, 
and in certain countries give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. Selling content on your website? Well, add a paywall to sell memberships or courses or sell downloadable files. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, and I know you're going to be, go to squarespace.com bangbang to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. At Delta, we know Mike NHC prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Very exciting to have our next guest here. Uh, uh, how do you feel about music and musicians in general? Can I answer as well? Yes, please answer. Love it. <laughs> Well, our next guest is a hip-hop pioneer. Is it Cal Solomon? <laughs> Founding member of the Sugar Hill Gang. You know about Cal Solomon? He's one of my favorites. You like Cal Solomon? I do. He's, it, it is unfortunately not him. All right. <laughs> He's one of the original hip-hoppers with that real hip-hop. Please welcome to the stage MC Sugarbutts! Sugar butt is in your town. Now you are you, and me is me. Hello, everybody. Sully and Scotty D. We in Austin T. MC Sugarbutt, great to see you. There's a piece of wood on the stage. You want to get rid of it? What do you want to do? I'm going to throw it in the audience. <laughs> oh, no, please don't. Hopefully it hits somebody in the eye. Nice arm. I played a little baseball in the 80s. When I eat my country fried steak, I like it with gravy. MC Sugarbutt, just to let everyone know who is unfamiliar with you, your story. Who is that? Who is that? Stand up, don't shit, chat. I don't think we need you to stand up if you don't know who MC Sugarbutt is, but... Or shit, or shat. <laughs> shit, shat, shally, whap. <laughs> some, some of the time, you, you do about half, and then you just quit. <laughs> well, if they don't know me, why should I finish? <laughs> oh, no, that's a good point. Shit, shat, shally, whap. Oh, my head is a baseball cap. Rock. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, so sorry to interrupt. Uh, let me know when you're ready to hear the emu story. Hmm. 
Liberty, 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 What do you say, MC Sugar Butter? Are you ready to hear the Zemu story, or do we need to get your backstory out? <laughs> well, my best friend Kruger's name is Freddy. About this Zemu story, I am ready. Dateline, London. England has two new unexpected celebrities, a 42-year-old chef and a massive emu, who, in, who inadvertently teamed up to help catch a driver who fled a crash scene after narrowly missing pedestrians and causing extensive damage. Dean, Wayne's, Dean Wade said he heard a loud screeching noise near his workplace in Wilshire, southwest England, on Monday and raced out to see a Jeep careening before smashing into the front of an empty shop. In an interview with the Washington Post on Wednesday, Wade, who has been working at the Old Bell Hotel in Malmesbury for only two weeks, said he could see the driver, who appeared drunk, was getting ready to back away from the scene. A female passenger had left the vehicle. There's no way you're going anywhere, Wade told the man, who he said was swaying and staggering all over the place. He said the man was determined to escape, heading off on foot, though unable to run fast due to his physical state. Wearing his slip-resistant rubber kitchen clogs and chef's overalls, Wade chased the driver for 15 to 20 minutes through bushes, allotments, and gardens before the pair ended up at an animal sanctuary. This was when the real confrontation began. I could see this massive emu, Wade said. I'm six foot tall, and it was bigger than me. Wade said he could tell the bird, which was surrounded by its offspring, was likely to spring into defense if anyone intruded on its enclosure. Mate, don't go in there, Wade warned the man, who he said ignored his advice, replying, I can fight crime. Sorry, I don't have my spectacles on. I can fight emus. <laughs> An even crazier thing to say. Before heading into the animal's pen, where he was repeatedly pecked. It was stabbing his body all over, Wade said causing the man to curse and unsuccessfully attempt to kung fu kick the animal away. <laughs> the bird kept stabbing at the driver who eventually gave up, fled the pen, and headed toward a river while Wade took the opportunity to flag down a nearby police car. There, the emu exits the story and it stops being interesting to me. <laughs> but I will say, one final note, is that the picture they use in the article is not the exact emu, but just a stock photo of an emu. And they note that underneath the picture. Wow. That chef should have cooked that bird. Rah. <laughs> what do you think of that? I mean, and pretty crazy, huh? Well, the man said he wasn't running that fast, but then he chased him for 20, 20 minutes. minutes. I know. He had to have been going at a reasonable speed. <laughs> Remember, he was in his rubber chef's clogs. That rubber chef's clogs, bullfrog. Woof, 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 I'm a dog. 
MC Sugarbutt, this is what I wanted to bring up. What is that? For people who don't know MC Sugarbutt, MC... Who? Stand up right now, shit your pants. <laughs> do a little dance. A shitty dance. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You were you you were one of the original uh, people who started doing hip hop back in the early '80s. That is correct. <laughs> and then something happened. Huh? <laughs> what? Well, you know your story better than anyone, better than me, perhaps. But you you uh, fell into a coma. Well, let me tell you about me, Scotty D. I fell into a coma in '83. <laughs> And you, you just woke up a few years ago. <laughs> it's been a few years now, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much used to things at this point. <laughs> it's all the new styles of hip-hop you've grown accustomed to. You've listened to them. But I refuse to relate to those little kids. Now, what do you think? I mean, it must be such a shock to the system to hear, like, you know, hip-hop the way you used to do it, and now people are like... The well, real way. The real way. Yeah. Each and every fucking day. Oh. I did adopt profanity. <laughs> but now people, now people are, are out there going like, Burr! and stuff behind everyone. Do it again. Or do it again. <laughs> Please, Scotty, do it again. <laughs> Thank you, Scotty D, for doing that for me. Wait, what was the accident that got you into that coma? <laughs> well, <laughs> I was, ah! <laughs> I was at an evangelical event <laughs> and I caught the Holy Ghost and fell and hit my head. That was it. <laughs> That's right. Could have been so many things, though. I mean, your mind... Could have been so many things. My mind is a pot of stew. <laughs> Carrots and potatoes and roast, too. <laughs> See, beef broth. <laughs> Eli Roth. <laughs> Eli Roth. <laughs> That's my favorite... Do that does what he does. <laughs> out, of, out of every dude that does what he does, he's the best at it. <laughs> he's an actor, correct? No, sometimes. sometimes. What else does he do? He's a director. Oh, who did he do? Uh, Hostel, right? No? I've seen that film. Someone, someone really said no. Gross. Is that not right? He did direct Hostel. Right. He did direct Hostel. He did direct Hostel, so shut your ass up. <laughs> I saw that movie. It was really gross. I like hot butter on my breakfast toast. Yeah. <laughs> hot butter jelly and jam, too. So MC, (laughs) 
So you woke up, you know, needless to say, you woke up, the whole world was different. There were new inventions, there had to be new inventions, like uh, the, the, the Roomba. The Roomba. From the Roomba to the Toomba. <laughs> My new job is to clean up graves at a graveyard with a Roomba. From the Roomba to the Toomba is the company name. That's your new job. Hire me for all your grave cleaning needs. What are the messes? MC Sugarbutt. Yeah, we, we might have the same question, sure. Scott. What's the messiest grave you've ever seen? The messiest grave. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked, Sully Sullenberger. The messiest grave I've ever seen was right here in Austin Teen. Full of shit. <laughs> Someone just took a big dump on a grave? When you die, sometimes you relieve your bowels. Stay in a hotel with really soft towels. <laughs> that seems like a very fast turnaround from death to grave. <laughs> Got him in there. Shit lives forever. <laughs> But the Roomba got it up, it got it up. <laughs> End of rhyme. <laughs> Do you need me to say that, Scott? Over. Well, I, you say end of rhyme, nothing rhymed with up. <laughs> up, cup, shup, whoop, 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 whoop. Are you all right, MC Sugarbutt? I'm about to throw up. So this is an exciting new business opportunity for you. New business opportunity that I need you to invest. Oh, a lot of people wanting investment. Sully Sullenberger is wearing a vest. Yeah. <laughs> how, how much do you, I, I thought this business was already going. You've cleaned up one grave at this point? Well, here's how it works, Scotty D. I bring you on and you bring three. And then they bring three, and 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 they bring three. Come on, Sully Sullenberger, dance with me. They bring three, 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 and they bring three, and they bring three. So it's a pyramid scheme. What? I do clean pyramids. Oh, Which really? are graves. From the Roomba to the Toomba. <laughs> what's, the, what's the biggest pyramid you've ever cleaned? And also, what's the smallest? <laughs> the biggest was in Miami. <laughs> the smallest was in Egypt. That must have been a big Miami pyramid. Huge. Was this recent pyramid news? People don't know about it. Yeah, I had to clean it up before they, they screamed and shouted it. Wow, okay. <laughs> so this is, this is a good business. I mean, you own this. Great this business. Great business. I own it, then you own it. Are you sad you're not a rapper anymore? I mean, this seems like your first love. Rapping was the first thing I had ever done in my life. 
Oh my God, he's went into a reverie. It was all I knew how to do. He's having a flashback. <laughs> oh, get on up and get on down. And, and so there's something from crash the plane into the ground. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> MC Sugar oh, Bud. Oh, excuse me. He crashed the plane into the sea. Closer. You seem to have uh, gone into, uh, as Scott said, a reverie, and your voice completely changed, and uh, it seemed that that was not a place you wanted to stay in. Is that Impossible. correct? Impossible. Impossible. So, was rap your first love? Rap was the first thing that I ever had learned to do. <laughs> From the moment I could speak, I could rhyme. Like Dr. Seuss. Oh, 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 you make me shake and you make me quiver. You crash the plane into a river. There we go. <laughs> this is just, this is factually incorrect. I, uh, it is? It wasn't a crash. It was a water landing. Oh. Which are highly unlikely. Sully <laughs> Sullivan, that makes you the best. In my company, would you like to invest? I'm looking to get some capital myself, so I cannot help you at this time, MC Sugarbutt. Maybe you guys could team up, though, in, with this business. I mean, maybe... Many customers are down, bound to die from goose poisoning. <laughs> they will have gravestones that... Goose will, poison. They will be defaced. <laughs> you know what gooses like to shit? Graves. Graves. <laughs> well, I, I wish you would put out an album or something. I mean, it, it, hip-hop seems to be what you care about most. I mean, I, I feel bad for you that you're... I mean, you're an older gentleman now. Excuse me, Scotty D. I am only 33. <laughs> you you got to add the coma years. <laughs> nope, I don't. <laughs> You're in your 70s, obviously. Oh, I beg to differ. <laughs> I beg to differ. The dead bodies get stiffer. Swift. <laughs> yeah. You must have been so excited when you saw the Swiffer oh, as a new invention. Because I could rhyme with differ. <laughs> yep. And I use that word all the time. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally, something to rhyme with a word that was unrhymable before 1997. <laughs> when I wasn't around. I Googled it. <laughs> oh, and Google, I mean, that's a yeah. huge thing. I mean, back, you know, when you were still around. Encyclopedia Britannica. My favorite driver is Danica. Patrick. Patrick. Hockey. So you're so good at this. I just, I feel bad that you're. <laughs> I feel bad you're doing this, you know, business that's obviously going to fail. Whoa. Who? <laughs> me? You, yeah. Me? Well, both of you. Who, me? <laughs> I mean, you're, you, you both have bad business ideas. I mean. Who? Us? <laughs> Who, us? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry to say. I mean, I, uh, look, I didn't say it while we were talking, Sully, but I mean, this restaurant, it's hard enough to launch a restaurant. This one is just doomed to fail. You definitely did not mention that during our conversation. <laughs> and you, I mean, cleaning up graves? How often are people shitting on graves that this is a necessary thing? I mean, you'd be surprised, Scotty D. Every day I see a third times three. <laughs> So four cleanup jobs a day for all the graves? Have you seen a cemetery? Mary and Barry? <laughs> Don't call me Mary and Barry. Your favorite mayor of all time. <laughs> I mean, he was great. He was good. Yeah. So much crack. <laughs> Not enough if you ask me. I thought it was just enough. I just... (laughs) We have a real Goldilocks situation here. (laughs) For crack. (laughs) I just, I know I'm supposed to be sort of neutral sometimes, you know, as a host, but I I, I just can't let you guys ruin your lives like this. I mean, you you both have so much going for you. I mean, MC Sugarbutt, you're a great rapper, and, and Sully, you landed a plane once. I will not dignify that with a response. What about you? You gonna dignify? <laughs> You're real patronizee, Scotty D. Leave me and Sully. Leave us be. You want me to go? B U S I N E S S for the win. <laughs> that was a rhyme. <laughs> It spells business. You, you seem surprised you rhymed. <laughs> I am sweating. <laughs> All right, MC Sugarbutt, everyone. <laughs> it's in my eyes. It's in my eyes. Maybe we could get you a towel of some sort. A towel. Give me that one. <laughs> That's his kerchief. You can't just. Did you sneeze in it? I did. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want that one. Sugar butt. What? Sugar butt. <laughs> you put sugar, sugar butt into my brain. <laughs> it goes. Ch- 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 <laughs> Finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Pouring sugar <laughs> oh, into my coffee. That's plain. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the rhyming to me, Scotty D. <laughs> oh, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag and Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. 
Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> All right, we need to get to our next guest. Oh! <laughs> you thought you were last? I thought that was it. <laughs> you were going to go home? Or I thought what? you were going to invest, and that was it? No, I'm not going to invest. I'm so sorry. Bullshit. <laughs> sorry. You can't, you can't expect me to invest in something this stupid. Why not? We're friends. Are we? <laughs> we're not. <laughs> You, I don't this think... is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> you haven't been tisk, on... tisk, tisk. <laughs> All right. Let's get to our next guest. What do you say? I say yay. <laughs> he, uh, he's an actor. I mentioned he's an actor. He also is a, uh, he's an educator. Um, he teaches at Hamilton High. Uh, please welcome to the show, Todd Padre is here. <laughs> Todd Padre, everyone. Finally, the Todd has come back to the bang bang for the first time. Oh. You're, are you out of breath? What is it? It is hot in Austin, Scott Ackerman. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little sweaty. Little? <sighs> yeah, I'm a lot sweaty, Scott Ackerman. It, I mean, it's hot out there. It's hot out in these streets. Um, you have the dampest hands I've ever encountered, and I escorted hundreds of people into a river. <laughs> And I clean piss from graves. <laughs> you, they expect you to clean the piss from them as well? Everything has to be clean, Scott. <laughs> Which part do you clean the piss from? The gravestone or the dirt? Do you have to like wring it out of the dirt? I gotta wring it out of the dirt. It makes the grass go bad. <laughs> really sad. Cause the people are dad. <laughs> Our dad? <laughs> <laughs> And somebody boo? Fuck you. I am so happy to be treading the boards here. Yes, Mr. Padre, it's so great to meet you. You and I have never met. Yes, we, that's we've, right. never we've never met, met. no. Yes. We've never met despite my incessant emails, booking emails, auditions for the show that I've sent in unsolicited. Right. Uh, you, you're, you're an actor? I'm an actor, come theater teacher, come in pants sometimes. Uh, and I, thought that, I thought it was... <laughs> this, this, you bring up a good question, because I've always, I've always assumed it couldn't be pronounced come. But is, is it cum? What? Oh, like laude? Like in that sense? What? Yes, 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 yes. No, it's for people who ejaculate, the loudest ejaculator in every class. 
gets a degree and gets to speak at the college graduation. I, magna. Some people are magna cum laude, some are summa cum laude. I'm a lot of cum laude. <laughs> You, <laughs> you, uh, uh, you're, you're a teacher and an actor. I'm a teacher. You... I'm an actor. I am um, uh, the only living um, Razgot recipient. I have a Razzie for television, uh, film, theater, and music. Wow. Yep. Yep. Um, um, proud feminist. Um, what does what does that mean to you? Um, I'm nice to ladies. <laughs> I carry tampons with me. To, to, for what purpose? Well, you know how you always kind of see a woman going to another woman sometimes and being like, "Hey, sorry, can you help me out here?" As a male feminist. I say, they shouldn't have to just ask women. So if I come into a room, I'll say, ladies, I have a tampon also, if you need one. How no questions asked. <laughs> but you know, some men just aren't thoughtful like that. You know, it costs money and stuff like that, and I, I'm fine to pay for it, and I'll just tell the woman, you know, I'm on Venmo or whatever, and... How much do you charge? <laughs> well, it's per box, which all four of us probably know how much a box of tampons costs. Of course. Of course. Of course we do. Somewhere between five and five hundred dollars? <laughs> then of course split between we know how many come in a box, so you do that math and then thirty-eight. <laughs> Say it straight. I thought it was cumin a box. <laughs> so you, you, uh, you, and people, you, you and uh, some other teachers at Hamilton High. Yes, we have you, a podcast called The Teacher's Lounge, uh, right, and we discuss. Yeah. The, Yeah, you guys, I don't know what the audio quality of your mics is in the, in the audience, mm -hmm. so I had to put my mic up to the audience, yeah, so thanks, everyone thank at home here and could hear yeah. how popular the show is. Yeah. So you, uh, so you teach drama. I teach Hamilton drama. I live drama. I mean, life is drama, isn't it? Um, TNT. <laughs> I know drama, indeed. Um, I got the movies also, but that's... FX. You, you have the deal with the movies? What's that? No, I just got the movies. You, what? You remember FX got FX the movies? FX has the movies. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, I'm here in Austin. Arby's has the beef. <laughs> They've got it. They've got the beef. How do you feel about Ving Rhames doing those commercials? I have mixed emotions. To Why? whom are you speaking? Is this a general question to the panel? Yeah. I know Soli has issues with Ving Rhames as far as your history together. Yes. He wanted you to throw the plane into the Hudson for a fee. 
Yes, uh, he was still in character as Don King and was trying to get me (laughs) to throw the flight, as it were. (laughs) I refused. Uh, I also advised him to change his name to something not so close to Wing. (laughs) Because those are sacred, or...? It was just an idle threat. (laughs) He's a very big man. Is he tall? I don't know. He's wide. He's four foot ten. (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot known about Ving Rhames. No, he remains shrouded in mystery. (laughs) He he doesn't even have his uh, Emmy anymore. That's right, it was buried with Jack Lemmon. (laughs) With Jack Lemmon? He gave, you heard he, me. Yeah, he famously gave it to Jack Lemmon. <laughs> oh, and then they who was there in the crowd, them. and then Jack Lemmon died immediately. In the audience. <laughs> and then a seat filler, me, I, I do that sometimes, wasn't certain when Jack Lemmon was sitting dead in the audience, is this a seat I have to fill? So I dumped his body onto the ground. And this uh, is the only part you remembered from that night? <laughs> from uh, which night? No. The seat filling situation? I feel like you genuinely don't know. (laughs) Um, Was it 9-11 also? Pass. (laughs) You wait, you can pass on this I'm using one of my passes. (laughs) All right, you only have 240 left. Be careful. That's how many tampons come in the box. (laughs) But I arrived in Austin today because um, as a theater teacher, as a man who knows people, who knows the human condition, I've been doing a bit of a touring show now that the world is back open again. And everything's safe. Everything's safe. 100%. It's all good. I have monkeypox. So I don't have to worry about monkeypox. I have COVID. It's why I'm so sweaty. I have longest COVID. I didn't know it was a competition. (laughs) Thankfully, Guinness awarded me longest COVID recently. Um, and, uh, but, but we're out here, you know, and it's hard. We were in our homes for two years. We didn't know how to talk to people once we were out here, you know. We didn't know how to, um... I'm going to sit back down. I don't have much more to say on that one. Oh, yeah. That was a dramatic stand. I just felt it. Yeah. No, I mean, it it really felt like something was going to happen. It's incredibly hot out here. Sorry. What? You're carrying a roll of toilet paper in your back of your sweats? Yeah, I'm really hot. He has a a, a handkerchief. You didn't make fun of him. Because that's classy. (laughs) Toilet paper's assy. All right, I guess you got me. <laughs> but you know, we're out here, and we we you stop you're... saying we're out here. What do you What do you mean by that? We're um. We we're I'm out here. He's out here. What do you tell us? Why you're here? Uh, well, so um, yeah. you don't, know, don't you? Did, yeah, okay. Uh, 
Ugh. We're out here, Scott. And, and <laughs> you know, you're expected to just be normal again. And through my theater training, I want to train people how to be out in the world again. You know, and to be comfortable. And so I'm doing a touring show called Act Normal. And it's, it's all about these little moments we find in the post-COVID world. You know, and it's, 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 it's Tony Robbins meets uh, Barack Obama's master class meets um, Tom Cruise and Magnolia's awesome speeches. It meets Abbott Costello meets Frankenstein. <laughs> I, I have to ask, are, they, are those earlier things meeting the movie Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein, or they're meeting both Abbott and Costello and Frankenstein? It's them meeting Abbott and Costello while they're meeting Frankenstein, wow. and so it's, it's the vibe of the show is like, oh, we've interrupted Abbott and Costello meeting Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> What's the social graces here, you know? Right. Uh, uh, well, I know Abbott a little bit, so I hug him. I barely met Frankenstein. Is that a fist pound? <laughs> and it's just preparing people through all the things I know through theater. Okay. Right. Breath work, Feldenkrais, Alexander Technique, uh, 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 Meisner, uh, 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 Stanislavski, uh, Stan and Ollie. Um, so what uh, can... I would love to see a demonstration of these. I'm so glad you asked, Scott. I really needed you to ask. I, uh, okay, well, okay let, let's do it. Let's do a. Uh, um, let's yeah. do it. Let's do an exercise. Yeah, two of you. I need two of you to sit across from each other. And this is okay. Why, why don't uh, Sugarbutt and, and Sully? Why don't you guys okay. sit across from each other? And this is this is you know, it's so hard to connect with people anymore, don't you think? <laughs> It's so hard to connect with people anymore. Look someone in the eyes and really get to know them anymore, don't you think? When you're talking to somebody, it's hard to connect with them anymore. And just look them in the eyes and get to know them, don't you think so? I do believe so, yes. And so this exercise is all about connection. It's about eye contact. It's about comfort. And it's about finding yourself comfortable with somebody else that you barely know. You understand? Yes. Good. So this is, I'm going to give you a line from one of my plays, and you're just going to repeat it back and forth to each other. One of your plays? Yes. I'm a playwright, Scott. <laughs> okay. What's this one called? This one is called Child Thief. Uh, <laughs> about... A, a person who takes children. Because it could have been a child who... Thieves. A child who thieves? As a verb, yes. No, that's my play Baby Back Robbers. I want my Baby Back Robbers. <laughs> Why don't you lay down a baseline for us? Excuse me? Why don't you lay down a baseline for us? Okay. This is perfect for this exercise, because this is a line from the play. So you're confronting the child thief. So you're saying, I want my baby back. And you're just repeating what you hear. Back and forth until the words give you new meaning and it's about the connection, not the words. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. MCSP, are you ready? Yes. CSS, yes. are you, oh yeah. All right, on my cue. 
and action. I want my baby back. 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 Now, this is great so far. I don't want to interrupt you. It's great, but you're not doing it right and well. So, and it's awesome. It's lovely. I do this every day, so I'm obviously going to be perfect at it. Uh, you know, when I teach improv classes, I'll stop a scene and then I'll do it to show them how to do real improv. A great strategy. (laughs) So you're saying the words, the same emotion behind them all the time. I want you to open up a little bit. This is why you didn't book that role, is you're giving me no emotion, no heart, you know? And I can say that because I'm the guy that the Liberty Bibbity thing is based off of. That happened to me in a Liberty Mutual audition. I said the name of the company wrong 400 times. And they used it. And they used it and they mocked me with a guy equally as good looking as me. So, same thing. A little more emotion, fellas, okay? Just feel the words. I want my baby back. I want my baby back. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my yes. baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back. I want my baby back ribs. I want my baby back ribs. Barbecue sauce. Whoa! Wow. That was powerful. He gets it. He gets it. Let's take a look at that menu. <laughs> Let's see. We can exit full screen. Uh. We can go back. Can't go forward. All right. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. That could have been real dicey there. <laughs> Seeing those open tabs. I'm glad they closed all my tabs. I was using it beforehand. Who is Scott Ackerman? What is Comedy Bang Bang? And you spelled it with an H. (laughs) Which word? Nobody saw that? No. I I saw. (laughs) So that, what you just saw, you just saw two men who have never met each other having a connection. A connection is made. And a connection is made. You're crumb-believable. We're on a great wavelength here. Is this what you do with this, your... This is it. In my class, I welcome everybody. If someone says something that reminds you of a song, say it out loud. If, that, if you know the lyrics, repeat after those lyrics. Get into the song together, and all of a sudden, you know each other a little more, and that's what's killing us in this country. We're dying out here, Scott Ackerman. I don't know what your point is. <laughs> We, we were, I mean, everyone was dying of COVID. Is that what you're saying? No, no, you know, we're dying out here. I can't go to a movie and talk through the whole movie anymore. You know? People can't understand what you're saying if you wear a mask. That's no, the, yes, I'm, and I'm being so problem. funny. I'm being so funny during a movie, you know? 
and nobody hears it because I'm forced to wear a mask. And I'm a Stubbs member. Uh, 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 I'm in someone else's entourage that they was paid for. So, um, you know. Yeah. I, I deserve to be treated properly when I go to the movies. I'm A-list. I wrote the Nicole Kidman thing. You... Do people have AMC theaters out here? Do they know what we're talking about? It's all Alamo Draft House this out here. Right. They, they should play it at the Alamo Draft House. That it's so, be, it's so it's iconic. Good. It's iconic. It is. A, yeah, I didn't know you wrote that. That's incredible. Well, I wrote the original version for what myself. Was, what was what, the original? I'm sorry, this person is yelling something. It must be urgent because they just kept yelling it. <laughs> what did you say? Okay. <laughs> What was the original version of this? Of uh, the AMC uh, or the yeah, Nicole that's Kidman? what we're talking about. Uh, well, it was me. Um, it was you, you portraying me. the role. Yes. Of Nicole Kidman or yes. Hi, I'm Nicole Kidman. <laughs> um, and I love movies, dude. Um, and you love movies, dude. Uh, and here's the thing. People are so mad when they can't go see a movie in theaters. Tom Cruise, my husband sometimes before, <laughs> he dresses up funny so he can see a movie in the theaters. Is he dressing up funny? <laughs> <laughs> He's just disguising himself. <laughs> Wearing like if a hat Tom glasses. Cruise is disguising himself, that is a funny image, whatever he's wearing, right? <laughs> he's using the MI technology. He is? Yes. What, what technology? MI, Mission Impossible. Oh, he is? Oh, with the, the rubber mask? Yes. The whole oh. thing. He gets into a movie by climbing the building like he did in Dubai. <laughs> On the ropes? Yes, scary. All his own stunts. Did you know that? I do up my own stunts, too. What's I her? clean shit and piss out of graves. You got to call for second team when that's happening. That's got to be somebody else. You shouldn't be doing that type of thing. I've Would only... you like to join the team? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it, could I, does it go on IMDb? It could, I guess. <laughs> IMDb is where uh, all of the actors' resumes are. Ooh. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> we were talking backstage and Sugar Butt was like I was watching so many movies at my hotel I wish there was a way I could know who Say these people were Say it how I said it <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something that's not going too well I can't figure out these actors in my hotel Beautiful. <laughs> and so I said, you know, you could just go to IMDb and look it up. And, and I told you that right before, and now we mentioned it again, and it's like you weren't listening to me at all. Because I wasn't. I was not. Austin is really hot. <laughs> yeah. But that's what, you know, now Sugarbutt's going to remember because he's done the exercise. I mean, what issues right. have you had post-COVID? Out, you're out at a party, at a dinner party, at a, a party palace, a party city. 
Well, they, there are some societal norms. Just the other day, uh, I met someone and they, they reached their hand out to me. It was someone I'd never met before and would never see again in my lifetime. And we both knew that. <laughs> <laughs> and he reached out his hand and I looked at it and I said, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and you, did you not feel... I, I, I know that you, a man of the world, was adequately prepared to handle that moment. But some people, they, they, they're not used to all of those social interactions, and that's what my class teaches. We put you through acting technique, through all of those situations. I call them improvisations or skits, okay. and we do situations that you might be scared of. Okay, so like what? Should we do one right now? Absolutely, or we... Scott okay. Ackerman. Okay, uh, I need two people up. Two people up here. Why? Why is it only two people? Um, let's do. Th- let's do three. Yeah, let's okay. do three. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Um, and we're wandering around aimlessly. I take it. Okay. So. <laughs> this is nice. And just feel the space a little bit. Feel the space. Feel yourself. Now, if you're yourself here, be yourself. Okay, we lost Sully. We lost Sully. We lost Sully. He felt the space too much. We lost Scott. Okay, you're feeling the space a little too much. Um, okay, yeah, feel the space here. Oh! Feel the space. Nice. And now, if you're in character, what body part does your character lead with? Let me see what you lead with, you know. Is it from your, your head? Are you a thinker and you walk with your head first? Is it from your heart, you know? Are you, uh, are you emotional? Is it your gut? You act on your gut. Is it your sex? Uh, what do you lead with? And yeah, I'm just doing my feet. What's, what? <laughs> it looks like a, uh, we've got everybody like picking feet, are, feet so my feet far. Are first. <laughs> yeah, everybody's picking feet in different ways. Great. <laughs> this is really special. This is really something. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm in The Lion King on Broadway. <laughs> now, at some point, it, when you make eye contact someone, greet that person and we'll be in a situation. So this situation is one person wants to handshake and just react however you would react in that moment. We'll talk about what happens because I don't want to direct you too hard. Eat your vegetables, drink your milk. (laughs) No. No words being shared between Sully and MC Sugarbutt. A polite handshake and on with there. And of course, MC Sugarbutt inline skating while Sully does a bit of a march. And Scott Ackerman in the Ministry of Funny Walks, it appears. Oh, we're getting a hee hee out of Scott. <laughs> Now, Scott is shamming on as he walks across the stage. <laughs> and Scott... 
Scott and Sully are face to face with each other. Both, but Scott might be Michael Jackson. He might be a Michael Jackson impersonator. He might be Scott Arkman who just saw a Michael Jackson music video and is excited. Let's see what happens. Would you like to shake my hand? <laughs> I wish I could, but I'm a filthy goose. <laughs> Shamon. <laughs> and scene. Wow. What, what did that do for us? <laughs> now that you have experienced something so far out as Michael Jackson meeting a dirty goose and being rejected by it. What is there to be scared of? What is there to be scared of? Geese. <laughs> and that is something that was so beautiful that you did, Sully Sullenberger, is you... Burger. <laughs> No, I'm full, thank you. Uh, you. <laughs> All right, that's our show, everyone. <laughs> Carl Tart! <laughs> Dan Lippert! such a great crowd. We really love you. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince. Rag and Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Remember the first time you learned how to ride a bicycle? Just taking your feet off of the ground and putting them on those pedals, and oh, no, nothing's holding you up except your own sense of balance. Oh, gosh, the nostalgia for something like that. Well, you know what? You can experience it again this spring. Get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. That's right, they have an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, including mine, poor. Uh, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Go to electricebikes.com to discover e-bikes that start at just $799. With the XP Lite, anyone can ride with a variety of models designed to be a better mode of transportation. There's the Zippy and Affordable XP Lite, a great start to any e-bike journey. And we also have the Expedition. That's right, the, the letter X and then Pedition, a sturdy and versatile cargo e-bike that can hold up to 450 pounds. You know what? Electric e-bikes, they gave my good friend Paul F. Tompkins one of these things. He loves it. He's tootling around every day on it. Ring, ring. 
Hello, hello, everyone. It's improved his social life. He used to be a hermit. He used to be sort of a, a Scrooge-like miser character. And now he's out there on that electric e-bike saying hello to the entire community. And you can too. Go full throttle into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. Please, please, please mention the Comedy Bang Bang the podcast sent you in the post-checkout survey. That is electric, L-E-C-T-R-I-C, and then ebikes.com. That's how you get there. Okay, bye!